Ah, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to another episode of CBT Changed by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm here to excite you in this episode with something that's going to revolutionize your faith. Hey, look, people of God, how powerful is your prayer life? I mean, I want you to take a minute in this intro and just think about it. Do you have the kind of prayer life that when you bow your head and go into the presence of God and ask something, when you pray for something, when you request something, does God fulfill the desire and the fulfillment of your prayer? Well, if you're having issues with having not just a prayer life, but a productive prayer life, This episode is going to give you something into the kingdom of God that's going to change your walk with God. Because watch this, at some point in time in your life as a believer, you have to learn to pray about it and then pray on it. Pray about it, P-R-A-Y, and then pray on it, P-R-E-Y. Ah, yeah, this is the episode that's going to change your prayer life. So open your heart and your ears, get your faith, CBT, changed by truth, Minister DK coming at you with a word that's going to complete the joy that God gave you. God bless you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. talk to you uh, this morning from the book of Matthew chapter 5 verses 3 6 Jesus is talking to the multitude and after he dispersed them some things about the kingdom of God concerning the righteousness of God uh, they asked him a question they said Jesus can you teach us how to pray Jesus says that when you pray pray in this manner a uh, uh, father which art in heaven Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This day and time now, um, if we're honest about our relationship with the Lord, um, many of us can vouch that uh, many of the things that we pray for, pray about, 
um, for the most part, we uh, do not see the outcome of what we're asking God for. We pray concerning healing. Uh, we pray concerning direction. We pray concerning purpose, calling on our lives. We pray concerning deliverance. We pray concerning foreknowledge concerning our lives but if we're honest about the outcome of what we seek God for many of the times our testimony is that I prayed but I have not received what I have prayed for it is obvious to me that um, either what we're asking for is not important to God or what we're praying for um, we don't need truth of the matter is that the Bible says that God has or knows what we have need of before we ask therefore it signifies that when we pray to God we have to have a reality that what I'm praying for mm, is not only what God intends for me to have and wants for me to have, but what I'm praying for. And watch how I say this. What I'm praying for is already mine. There is a mindset that we have to be in. Concerning our relationship, not just with God, not just with the Lord, but uh, we have to have a mindset when we concerning our relationship with our Father. Because He had set us up in the earth without a need, He has established us within the kingdom of God. Therefore, we have everything that we need through Christ Jesus. So therefore, we should be like Jesus that when we pray, it's not a matter of us opening up the windows of heaven. But when we pray, if we're involved seriously with our relationship with our Father, then we don't have to pray for the doors and the windows to be open in heaven. They're already open. Many of the time, people that pray, uh, they only go to God when they need something or want something. And therefore, uh, they have to now get the access into God, the kingdom of God, in order to receive what they're asking for. So Jesus now looks at the disciples, looks at uh, the crowd, the multitude, and says, when you pray, pray out for this matter. Does not tell them to pray this prayer but he says pray uh, after this our father which art in heaven stop we first got to acknowledge that everything that we need uh, is stored up in a heavenly account everything that we need uh, is waiting to be released everything that we need comes from the one who has saved us in Christ 
is the fullness of the Godhead. When I say fullness, I mean there is nothing that you need in your life that Christ, the Father, does not contain. A Father which art in heaven. Heaven now is uh, uh, the kingdom account that supplies. Watch this. Does not supply just you. Uh, the kingdom of God supplies the earth. It is revealed in the book of Genesis when it says that now I give an account um, um, of the heavens and the earth. That word account has to do with um, relationship. It has to do with accountability. Um, there is a record. There is a heavenly account between the heavens and the earth. Um, that before any bud grew, before any plant hit the field, before anything was manifested in the earth, it was already there. So I want you to realize that every time uh, the rain falls upon the earth, every time the sun strikes the dirt in the atmosphere of the earth, every time uh, the sun rises, it supplies the earth with everything that God has put up in the heavenlies uh, for it to survive. The earth has now survived for thousands of years because the kingdom of heaven has now supplied everything that it needs and it never has to ask it just had to be in the position to receive we are in the same mindset our father which art in heaven we we have everything that we need through our relationship with our divine and heavenly father everything that's why if you're praying and not receiving your prayer, you really need to go and check your accountability uh, with the kingdom of God because it could be that just uh, it could just be that when you're praying, you're not praying that kingdom come. You're praying what you need to come, and if you're praying what you need to come, then you're not praying the kingdom, the will of God. And this is why we have a deficiency in and a lack thereof when it comes to oh God the manifestation of the kingdom of God in the earth because we're not concerned about what it is that God wants we're concerned about what it is that we want hallelujah you need to pray about something thy kingdom come thy kingdom come I must say thy kingdom come this this now is the mindset that we have to have that thy kingdom come you have to understand that your life even though you have the right to live it your life is not set up and can be concerned about who you are your life is now a byproduct of the kingdom and if your life is to come into fruition if your life is to come into fulfillment then that means you have to understand that the kingdom must be involved in your life when we're asking God for things and not receiving what we're asking for it is because we're uh, God not kingdom minded we're earthly minded 
One more time, when you're not receiving what you're asking for, it's because you're not being kingdom-minded, you're being earthly-minded. Then your whole life is the makeup of what Jesus Christ has done. And in your life is the sum total of what Christ has bled for. In your life is the fulfillment of what Jesus finished upon the cross of Calvary. That's the reason why many of us are frustrated because when you become frustrated, you pray out of a place of frustration. When you become delayed, you pray out of a place of delay. When you become doubtful, you pray out of a place of doubtfulness. When you become faithless, you pray out of a place of faithless. And you've got to understand that your life now that has been redeemed by Christ has the ability right now to move heaven. Thy kingdom come. What, what really is the kingdom? What really is the kingdom of God? What is the difference between the kingdom of God and uh, this earthly kingdom that we are in? What is the difference? The difference is that you have to understand that Bible says, let the weak say they're strong. Let the rich, let the poor say they're rich. Let the sick say they're healed. You have to understand the difference between the heavenly kingdom and the earthly kingdom as it relates to prayer is that you have to learn how to pray uh, the reality and truth of the word of God in a place that is not structured or learning to obey what is true. In other words, when you're in a situation, if you're sick, if you need deliverance, if you need the understanding, you cannot pray based on what you see and know concerning your situation. You have to learn to pray on what Christ has said. If you're sick, don't pray in the reality of what your flesh is going through. If you're sick, you have to pray from the reality that before you were even here, you were healthy. Before you were even here, you had all sufficiency in your life. Before you were even here, you had a relationship with the Father. For he knows what you have need of before you ask. Kingdom. You can never consider what you see. Oh God, when you pray kingdom. The things that you see uh, deceive the mind. But the things uh, that you know comfort the soul. The things that you see deceive the mind. But the things that you know comfort the soul. You've got to have relationship with the Father. If you have relationship with the Father, then you pray from the mind of Christ, which opens the heart of God. Thy kingdom come. So now when we're praying about things, we're praying uh, in the reality uh, of what our mind uh, knows of what our emotions 
uh, are affected by um, we're praying from a place um, of what we're conscious of in our intellect many of us are not praying from the place of our spirit we're not praying from the place of what we know concerning the word we're not praying oh God the Lord's will that's why things are not being released because your business your fulfillment your promise uh, your overflow God your anointing is locked up in kingdom business and if you've got a selfish oh God mindset of praying what you want you you never come into fulfillment thy kingdom come thy will be done his will. What is the will of the Father? What is the will of the Father concerning us who upon the earth? Feels this to Adam in Genesis chapter 2. He said that he blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. One more time. And the will of the Father is that when he put them in the earth, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. This is our deed, our command when it comes to the earthly things. Uh, he told them this before they had flesh. So this was a spiritual mandate that in the earth they would um, be fruitful, um, multiply and replenish the earth. The earth needs uh, to be restored. It needs to be um, uh, furnished and it needs to be uh, dressed, oh God, concerning earthly spiritual things. Therefore, God now wants us, oh God, to furnish the earth so it will look just like it looks in heaven. And when we're doing this thing, we will come against difficulties. We will come against demons. We will come against family members. We will come against everything that thinks it's earthly and wants the, 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 the earth to look just like, oh God, flesh is in control. That's why he said, my will concerning your life is that in all things you give thanks. For this is the will of the Father concerning your life. That in all things you give thanks. Because when you know what kingdom mandate is, when you know what kingdom agenda is, when you understand your relationship with the Father, regardless of what you look at, you can give God thanks for it because you have the aptitude, power, and relationship now to pray the kingdom of God and change every situation. Glory to God. The mind has to be put in check because the things you see deceive uh, the mind. But the things that you know, intimacy with God, oh, comfort the soul. You've got to realize that in God is, is the fullness and the totality of your life. You've got to pray about it. You've got to learn to see the kingdom. You've got to learn to know the mind of Christ. You've got to learn to develop the heart of God. Because if you don't have the mind of Christ, if you don't have the heart of God, you, you will not have the ear to hear. That's what the Lord is saying. You have to learn 
uh, God to have the mind of Christ in the earth. Christ now was the man of heaven that walked the earth. He he could look at things and understand the reality between what he saw and what he knew. He was not phased by things. That's why he said, oh, Father, oh, God. Mm, he cried and he wept because people now believed in what they saw and did not believe in what they know. We have to develop, develop the mind of Christ. You develop the mind of Christ by transfusing and going through a spiritual transfusion. When you go through a transfusion, a blood transfusion in the natural, uh, they decipher your blood out with new blood. When you go through a spiritual transfusion to get the mind of Christ, you have to release your mind and take on his mind. You have to take out your word and put in his word. You've got to be so intimate with what the word of God says until you see it manifested in the earth. This develops the mind of Christ. When you develop the mind of Christ, it leads you into uh, the heart of God. The heart of God tells you why God needs you to do certain things in your life. Why he needs you to shake his hand. Why he needs you to hug her tight. Why he needs you to turn around three times. Because the heart of God causes you to move in the miraculous power, wonder working, yoke destroying power of God. When you have the heart of God, you develop now, he to have an ear let in here, what the spirit of the Lord is saying. God's not going to tell you nothing in the spirit. If your heart is not open to receiving, your mind is not ready to look past what you feel. When you learn to develop the ear to hear God, the mind to look past what you feel and the heart of God to receive and obey God. Then you don't no more have to pray about things. Then you have to learn to pray on things. When, when you pray on things, not P-R-A-Y, but P-R-E-Y, you go into attack mode. Because when you have those three things working in your life, you now have the kingdom at hand in your system. You now understand I'm not asking God for what I feel. I'm going after what I want when a lion in the desert sees a gazelle. Every thing within him understands that he was created to be uh, the prey of the predator and uh, to receive that meal he understands that he was built for it he understands he has the power for it he understands that his jaws has the taste for it so what he does is that he lies in wait to get his prey he's quiet he's persistent he's focused He's hungry. He has the appetite to taste it. He'll lay in the bushes downwind. Oh God, so that his odor, his natural odor does not give off the prey. Because he understands that if I lay here, I'll get close enough to it. And I have to be detected. Because if I stay undetected, I don't disturb the atmosphere. Sometimes God allows you to lay in wait as you pray, P-R-E-Y, for the thing that's already 
yours. You will lay in the rain. You will lay against what people say. You will lay even though you don't have everything in the natural that you need. You will lay when people telling you crazy. When you understand that you have prayed about things and it's time to pray on it. When you have developed the ear to hear the spirit, the mind to understand Christ, the heart to receive the word of God, you will lay because what God has given you is already yours and when it's already yours, you don't have to ask because God has supplied the very thing that you need. Glory to God. It's time to pray on it. Kingdom business does no good to continue to be enthused and excited about something that you have no information about. It does no good to be excited about something in God, in church, in life that you have no excited, no information about. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. He tells Jesus something that he thought would just make Christ feel good. He tells Jesus something being a scholar and one who knew the law. He comes in and tells Jesus something that would make Jesus like Nicodemus. Nicodemus says, Lord, we we know that the Lord is the Father. God is with you. We know that he's with you. Because the things that you do, no man could do them except God be with him. Nicodemus had seen the movement, the miracle, yoke-destroying, burning-lifting power of God to move. And him, like others that were around, were amazed. It's just that Nicodemus had the gall to come to Christ. <clears throat> Please understand that if you come into relationship with the kingdom of God, if you learn to develop the ear to hear what the spirit is saying, if you learn to develop the mind of Christ, so you will be focused. If you learn um, to receive the heart of God, to obey the word of God, you can move in things in life, in the kingdom that will draw people to you just by moving in the earth. Nicodemus came to Jesus and declared that God gotta be with you because I've not seen no man do these things that you do. In other words, I'm I'm astounded. I'm a student of, of the law, the scripture, but I've come and uh, teach it because I understand that God is with you. Jesus looks at him and says um, the most profound thing. He says that uh, no man can see the kingdom of God unless he be born of the water and the spirit. In other words, he said, you don't even know what it is you see. It's, he said, you don't even know what it is that you saw. The only reason why you're ecstatic and you're excited is because you're looking at it and your mind can't understand how and why and that's got you dazed. 
if we learn to walk in the assignment of God, the assignment of God will draw mm, people who are short in stature, educated people, people who think they know things. It's enough. The movement of the kingdom is enough to draw people with an evangelistic pull on their life. It'll draw them to you. Jesus says, you don't know what it is you see. Because you've got to be of the kingdom. He said, don't be excited about what you see. Because that does you no good. To see that I have raised someone from the dead does you no good. To see that I have restored leprosy from somebody and, and made them refresh does you no good. To see, oh God, that I have multiplied fish and bread. To see that does you no good. To see the kingdom is no good. But to know the kingdom. Why I've multiplied. Why I've raised the dead. Why I've restored health. Why I've rebuked demons. To know the kingdom of God is to be a friend with God. You've got to know the difference between praying and praying. You've got to put things in order. Because we can't go around being excited about an unfulfilled life. Many of us are excited because we're saved and we come to church and we worship and praise. But we have no fruit to be able to produce the kingdom of God. You've got to have fruit in your life that gives you knowledge about the kingdom of God. You can just not be excited about the external you've got to be connected to the internal we cannot be excited for just um, moving and looking pretty and being in church we've got to be excited about having the ability to know how to please God know how to satisfy God let me give you an example Jesus now is hungry and he, he's famished to be filled. He needs to be oh God um, served. And he goes to a fig tree that's pretty. Leaves are green. It's fat in beauty. It's saying here I am. I'm in season. I'm able to fulfill. I, I'm able to satisfy. And he goes to it because it draws him in the external. But you got to understand that Jesus has information on the internal when he goes to the tree and finds no fruit. When he goes to the tree and finds it, oh God, it knows how to pray, P-R-A-Y, but it does not know how to pray, P-R-E-Y. It is empty on the inside. It has not the ability to give me what I need when I come to it. He got mad and he cursed it from the roots up because it's in the roots, the thing that you cannot see that keeps you from producing the things that God needs the kingdom to produce. We've got to know how to produce the kingdom of God that people may come and eat of God and be changed. 
Father, I bless you. Give you glory. I thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you that in the midst of our heart, Lord, we understand your word. God, help me to be changed from the inside. Help me, God, to develop the ear to hear the spirit and help me oh God to trust in the mind of Christ and not the mind my mom and my daddy gave me help me God uh, to develop the heart of God that I'm not oh uh, confused and misdirected God by what I see but I'm in the ability in the position God to bring forth the fruit of God out of my life that the kingdom of God may be established in the earth that you God would be lifted high to draw all men unto thee we give you glory and honor and we thank you Lord for teaching us to pray about things and then to pray on things God thank you God for teaching us how to develop the ear to hear the spirit of uh, the mind to understand and receive Christ and the heart to move in the things of God thank you Lord for teaching us the difference between that you have given us everything that we need in this earth you have already supplied us God and we understand thank you God for not helping us to be excited about what we see but to be glorified and productive in what we know and we give you praise and glory in the name uh, of Christ Jesus, our supplier, our redeemer, our Lord, our restorer, our deliverer, our shepherd.